All right, here we go again. Another episode of What the Fuck is Wrong with People podcast. All right. How's it going, everybody? Here's another episode. This is episode seven only. We just uh, finally hit uh, seven. Isn't that something else? It is. Oh, my gosh. I am Joel. I am joined here with that wonderful voice you just heard. That is Amanda. Say hi. Hi. All right. So, hey, people that are joining in for the first time, or maybe they just want to hear me say it over and over again, this is What the Fuck is Wrong with People podcast. It's a podcast where we pretty much talk about everything from social media. We talk about news stories. We talk about personal stories. We talk about anything that pretty much is going on, and so it ends up being a lot of stories about what what the fuck is wrong with people? Why do they do this? Why do they do that? I don't understand. Do you understand? No. I know. So that's why we do this. You know, I don't know. I like to complain and that's how it goes. But anyway, whew, before we get to our guest who is, uh, I'm pretty excited for, you know what I just realized? I say that for every single guest every week. I was listening back and I'm like, I'm pretty excited for this one. But when am I not excited for You're the guest? You're an excited person. I know. Watch out now. But here we go. If Anybody is listening to this on whatever platform you have, whatever you listen to it on. I don't care what it is, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. Please rate and review this podcast. Five stars would be much appreciated, and that'd be pretty sweet. You can find uh, What the Fuck is Wrong with People on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. It's just WTF is Wrong with People podcast. Pretty simple right there. You can also email us any crazy stories, news articles you saw I can't talk, or something stupid you saw someone do that you just want to complain about. Whew. To WTF is wrong with people podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to send us a voicemail just because you are so aggravated, you just want to scream and shout, you can do that at 414 553 9749. Just remember, everybody, if you do leave a voicemail, it may or may not be played on the show. So be ready for that because if you complain about that, I don't care. But anyway, let's get into our guest. Do you have anything you want to talk about before we get into our guest? No, I'm excited for our guest. I know. So am I. Let's get this started. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. He has worked on the Howard Stern Show. He is the host of the Mad Scientist Party Hour podcast. He's a co-host of the Jason Ellis Show podcast, an award-winning screenwriter, and a proud graduate of Bing Bong School, coming straight from Poop Slime Alley in Studio City, California. Let's welcome Kevin Kraft. What's up, Kevin? Yay! Hey. What's going on? Thank oh, you for having me. Oh, thanks for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. I'm used to uh, seeing you on your podcast on YouTube and seeing that background. Now you're right here in uh, on my big screen TV, and it gives me a little warm and fuzzy feeling. Yeah, your background's a little cooler than mine. Oh, thanks, buddy. I, uh, man, I see that. I see you got the old school turtles. Yeah, I got arcade cabinet in the corner. Man. Yeah, turtles, burger time, yeah. space. If I had all the quarters back that I put <laughs> into that turtle machine, I could move out of Poop Slime Alley. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it's. Uh, I I saw that one and I had to get it because it it's got uh, turtles and uh, turtles in time and what's the other one on there? Yeah, just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Turtles in Time. Damn. Yeah, and then I got a couple more over there, like Final Fight, Strider, nineteen forty four, Galaga. It just yeah, uh, I never leave that room. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I got uh, my kids. I I secretly say it's for or well, I say it's for them, but it's secretly for me. It's Can not kids very get secret. into arcade cabinets like classic games, or is that too yeah. boring? Are they so into like ooh TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> well, our thirteen year old is TikTok yeah. and Dig Dug. <laughs> right, I got Dig Dug too. Um, 
So um, our 13 year old really loves the uh, the TikTok, but uh, she the likes TikTok. some of the stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm old, the TikTok, all right, shut up. But uh, no, the five-year-old, I got OutRun over here and she loves OutRun. Oh. Yeah, so they have lots of fun, but it's, like I said, it's really for me. Yeah, I would, I would never, that's like, uh, I was talking to, I'm sure you heard me talking about it on my podcast uh, fairly recently that I would like to be like a billionaire sommelier. Like yeah. Somebody comes into money, I feel like I would have really fun ways of spending it. And if I myself ever had the money to move um, into a place in Los Angeles that could fit more than just my couch, <laughs> my podcast equipment and stuff. <laughs> like an arcade room is is very high up on the list of mandatory things. Yeah, I never thought I'd be able to have something like this, uh, but the company, I mean, I'll, I'll give them a shout out. They're called Arcade One Up and they're three quarter scale. So they, they're four feet tall and then the, you can get a riser um, with graphics on it and then it's perfect size and then you can fit a ton of them in your you know game room or your house or wherever. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, people are probably like, what the hell is uh, he talking about? He's talking about Poop Slime Alley. He's talking about his podcast. He's talking about all that. Why don't you give us a little rundown for the people that don't know who you are? Who the hell is Kevin Kraft? Uh, you covered a decent part of it. Uh, <laughs> been in radio for a decent amount of time now. I started with the Howard Stern Show 15 years ago. Wow. Uh, around 10 years ago, I decided to just roll the dice and move out to LA and try my hand out here. And it was kind of tough starting with Howard. You know, it's a high watermark. Yeah. And I sort of moved out here to try movies and TV and stuff, but I always said the one thing that could keep me in radio would be the Jason Ellis show because I used to hear Jason from time to time when I'd go on long drives and stuff. And I used to have to commute in the Howard Stern news van <laughs> full of equipment to go to this guy, Riley Martin's house. Oh man. Set up every week for his show there. So I had already listened to, you know, the Howard show that day. So I would put on Ellis and I was, I was always a big fan. So it just so happened to work out by dumb luck that wow. when I moved out to LA, the Ella show needed a helping hand. That is crazy. Will Pendarvis, that's the man. Will Pendarvis reached out to me. Wow. I mean, what are the chances of that? That's crazy. Cause I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to do, you know, radio anymore, but Hey, if this guy, that'd be pretty cool. And then it happens. I mean, come on. A lot of people say that they don't believe and things happen for a reason. Cause there's no higher power or whatever, but I always say there's got to be some fucking weird thing. I don't care what it is. If it's some weird electrons in your body or robots taking over, I don't give a shit. They got to be controlling something, pushing us in one way or another. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I must have made some subconscious deal <laughs> with whatever controlling force exists. Like, look, I'll take shingles, gout, and things <laughs> Before I'm 35, <laughs> if I could just have like a fun radio job. Right. Wow. Well, hey. And it worked out. Yeah, and then I paid the yeah. bike. Woo! Um, but. Uh, yeah, kidney stones. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, yeah, that is, that is pretty crazy. And then um, the Mad Scientist Party Hour podcast. I mean, you've been doing that forever. Yeah. Yeah. I started in late 2010. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't know, it was, it was funny. I always pictured like, um, 
because I started doing my podcast before podcasts were sort of an established thing. Right. They were sort of like this little underground way for people to do talk radio that couldn't get a talk radio show anywhere else. And it was also before podcasts had themes. Because anytime somebody finds out to do a podcast, they're like, oh, what's it about? What's that about? <laughs> yeah, it's a talk show. It's a talk radio show. They're not about things. You just talk about everything. But now they are about things. There's, you know, it's every little niche thing you can imagine. There's a podcast that discusses it. Yeah. I mean, we even start doing that stuff on our Patreon now. We, any weird idea that pops into our head, it's just like, all right, well, we'll try it out. We'll give it a go and throw it on Patreon. And if it, if it works, we'll keep doing it. We do a supermarket sweep, watch along <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I know, that's awesome. So like, now I'm part of the problem. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm putting out content of this weird subdivided niche special interest world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, I mean, I started out this whole pie. It's weird. I looked at the first episode I ever recorded was six years ago and I uh, recorded it with a friend. It was just, you know, a test and it didn't turn out how I liked it. I actually sent it to Tully and he sent back uh, some feedback and I took that into consideration. It was really cool of him to do that. And then um, I did, it wasn't how I wanted it. I didn't have the equipment I wanted. I didn't have it, how it sound, how I wanted it to sound. So I just didn't do it, but that was six years ago and it started out. I just wanted to complain because I'd come home every day and I'd complain. And my wife was like, I don't want to fucking listen to you complain. So I was like, I'll do what everybody else is doing. Start a podcast. So I start, you know, and then, but now it's formed into something else. It's formed into, we got guests talking to the guests about, you know, just all sorts of personal stories and stuff like that. Now, Amanda is here with me instead of me just trying to find anybody and uh, we have a lot of fun and we get to talk to, you know, cool people and we get to experience that together. So it's just awesome and it's formed into something super cool without really having a niche, like you said, but at the same time it does. Anything to add to that? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep it moving, keep moving. Yeah, whatever. Uh, no, that's what's cool about podcasts. I can edit. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I can, yeah, you found your you found your void to scream into. Right, it you know, I uh, we had a guy on last week, and we usually do about an hour, hour and fifteen, and all of a sudden it was like three and a half hours, and I was like, holy cool. shit! Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> I ended up cut. I ended up editing it down from three and a half hours to an hour fifteen. Oh my god! <laughs> I know, and it actually turned out really good. I'll just say there was Please, a spider cut. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my god! Um, so yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I mean, you've worked for two of the largest shows in satellite radio history. Yeah. It is kind of weird when you put it like that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's got to be something to be pretty proud of. I mean, I know there's a, I mean, there's a lot of shit going on and there's, you know, especially with the world today and a lot of things aren't the greatest, but I mean, that's, that's impressive. So I just want to say, you know, always remember that. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. It's, you know, it was, uh, I remember when I was working for Sirius XM in New York, one day I worked up the courage to be like, you know what? Damn it. I deserve a raise. <laughs> and I went into my boss's office and I was like, you know what? Damn it. I deserve a raise. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if you've been following the news or anything, but we're sort of in a recession right now. So <laughs> uh, we're not really doing raises. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. That's right. Yep. Too busy playing Halo and shit. <laughs> I completely spaced out and forgot that like everybody's, Everybody's zipping up the purse strings. Uh, and I, you know, I managed to survive that. And then 
Then along comes COVID. Fucking 10 years later to bite you in the ass. And that's a tough one to survive. That was uh, just, uh, you know, you're talking about like good luck and everything lining up and capturing lightning in a bottle. That was, that was a time where it didn't. Because I do feel like if the show's contract came up outside of the pandemic, it would have been renewed. But yeah. it sort of turned out to be a blessing. I, I, I really am enjoying doing the show as a podcast form. I know people that were diehard listeners, you know, we were five days a week, three hours a day. And now we're doing one free show a week and two Patreon shows a week. So if you're selling out the five bucks or more for the Patreon, it's three shows a week, but there's there's no commercial breaks. Like there are live reads scattered in here and there, but nothing like the big 10 minute blocks of, you know, boring commercials we used to do. And if you really boil it down, the shows, you might be getting more content per episode than you used to. And I think the fact that we're just not, it really, like, you know, people just think, oh, radio, that must be nice to just crack a mic and blah, 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 just <laughs> bullshit for a few hours. And then that's how you make your living. But it's, there's so much prep that goes into it. You know, oh, we yeah. try to, Jason L show is kind of like a variety show, you know? It's, yeah. There's games, there's bits, there's guests, there's... Like we do scripted stuff sometimes with characters. It's a it's a whole thing. So putting that on is tons of hours outside of showtime. Right. And you know I would barely make it to Friday, and then I would get home and just collapse and just be a zombie for the weekend, <laughs> and then snap out of it to just pound myself in the ground again on Monday. Right. And doing it three days a week. Oh my god, it's, it's <laughs> off. I feel every time I get to Jason's house and we crack the mics, I'm like. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, I'm, I'm ready to fuck. Do it. Let's go. What, what am I karate chopping? What what's shooting fire at me today? Yeah. What's going on? Like I'm so pumped, and then I go home and I'm not fucking like I'm not kidding. For ten years, I my brain just felt like a struck match. Whoa! It's, it's so comfortable. Man. Oh, I can imagine, man. Because I mean. Pfft. We do this once a week for like an hour and uh, I'm sitting here like, like, oh my God, I got to put this together. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it's not even a job. You know what I mean? I mean, that was your main job. But like you said, ever since, it seems like ever since you guys did not sign your contract. So whoever's listening, Sirius XM didn't re-sign uh, their contract with the Jason Ellis show. So now they are a podcast, which I think is way better. And then you know, like he said, you get one free episode, you get multiple episodes on Patreon. Patreon is a pay for site to get content. And uh, I think you can just tell that you guys have more excitement and more. It's just, it feels, it just feels right. And I, I listened, I got, when did we get the first Dodge Durango with Sirius XM in it? It was like 2014. Okay. So 2014, I turned on the radio, the Sirius XM. I never had it before. Turned it on and all of a sudden I'm like, what the hell is this? And it was a Tony Hawk was on there. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is that? And then all of a sudden I kept listening and then I was like, oh, this is cool. They're playing some punk rock. You know, that's what I'm into. And all of a sudden, Jason Ellis, what's this all about? Oh, wait, I remember that guy from skateboarding. And then I was hooked ever since. And I, man, I love it. And you were talking about bits. You guys do bits. There's characters. And uh, that leads right into what I was going to talk about. You do a lot. You do impressions. You do some really good ones and then you do like some really goofy ones with like uh you know like weird stuff in your mouth like i remember snack galifianakis and all that <laughs> that kind of stuff oh, man. i hate snack galifianakis 
I have nightmares about that bit. <laughs> and then, but uh, yeah, you do like really good impressions. And then uh, the latest one that you've been doing is the Pope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, I, the reason I bring it up is because I sent a video in and you spared me from going to hell. So I just wanted to thank the Pope in person um, from not sending me to straight to hell. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. Well, welcome, my child. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that, was, that was sort of just came out of nowhere with, um, I think someone suggested to Jason that maybe I should, I got, I got a bad rap just because I thought we should maybe take some uh, mild precautions with COVID <laughs> to being spun into the biggest pussy in the world. And the reaction to that was we got to put Kevin in like a plexiglass thing. <laughs> to protect from germs. Something I, do, I never mobile. asked for. I never wanted to be in a hazmat suit. I never wanted to be in a gas mask. And then somebody was like, yeah, it might be funny if Kevin was the Pope or something. And I, I just show up one day and Jason's like, all right, I got you a Pope costume. You're going to be the Pope. Like, what? And I was like, all right, well, let me try and do like an old man voice. And the Pope's fucking Argentinian. I don't know how to do an Argentinian accent i just do an old italian guy wait so you're telling me you had no idea that you were doing it you just had to make it up on the spot uh i had like a little bit of heads up but okay. i i didn't know i was like where is this coming from why am i the pope <laughs> and the vest was I, it, the pope is really yeah. high right yeah so they gave they were like if you're gonna be stuck in a plastic plexiglass tube it's basically my radio pope mobile why don't you hotbox <laughs> so i smoked a doobie and ate a bag of chips while you know <laughs> was the, the verse in that time we've only pope's only, uh, only made a couple appearances but the one where you sent in a video was um people familiar with the show would know our old intern hot dog and yeah he hit me up and said you should do do to my going to hell and the pope will just judge people on their scenarios like, oh yes you are you are going to hell for that the one <laughs> that's my that's my old argentinian that <laughs> and it, italian and it fits perfectly i love it Oh my God. Um, and then, yeah, you do some other impressions, stuff like that. Um, but we're going to get to this question that we have here on my little list. It's a question. Now it's become a signature here. It's a question we ask every single guest because on the first episode, we did a thing where we talked about in the news, how the new thing is people are scraping cheek cells and growing meat out of their own cells to eat because it's more humane, which is really creepy. Um, so we ask everybody if that's what you were going to do, uh, and you were going to eat yourself, what kind of meat would, would you make out of yourself? What would you want to eat? Um, I think they should scrape some cells from my penis and <laughs> make a hot dog. I'm more of a hot dog guy than a burger. Okay. Uh, yeah. Give me a penis hot dog. I mean, you're already probably eating penis in there anyway. It's right. all the discarded bits. It's like, penis and nut sacks and grundles and toenails and hooves and all that stuff. At least this time I know what I'm getting. It's all penis. Right. And it's your own. Right. Your own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've looked at that every day for your whole life. I mean, what's, what's the difference if you're, you know, putting it in your mouth? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the only thing stopping me is flexibility. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, especially during COVID and all that kind of stuff. I mean, why not? Man. Woo. That deserves a... All right. Oh, is that Banjo Kazooie? Yeah. Look at that. Yes. Oh man. So I love that. Right. Um, 
All right, so we're going to get into this uh, next little segment here. This is a brand new segment, and it's uh, I basically came up with it because I'm always driving around, and I used to drive for work. I used to drive all over. We live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we used to. I used to have to drive all over Wisconsin, and there was a lot of fucking idiots driving around out there. Um, you probably deal with that a lot. And I mean, not, maybe not as recently, but you have LA traffic and all that. And I've been in LA and man, does it suck. It's the worst. <sighs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I'm sure you've had some road rage. Um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Cause I have a very serious problem, um, with road rage, um, where I really have to breathe and I have to settle down. Um, and remember I have kids, I have family. I can't go chase this guy down and strangle him to death. So, this next segment is going to be called... Are you serious? What the fuck? Ah, asshole! This shit drives me crazy! All right. <laughs> had to put... Right? Had to put that horn in there. When I was a little kid, we actually had that horn in a uh, Plymouth Valari that we had. Yeah. Oh. You can buy, you could buy them and you could hook them up yourself. Oh, we should get one. You want me to get one yes. for the Durango? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you see this blacked out Durango coming down. It's just a Ruga. I would do that. I know you would. No. That would be. But anyway, so I, I'm just going to talk about a couple of stories that I had here. Maybe if you guys have any uh, fun driving stories, but let me know if I'm crazy or if maybe I was the idiot in this scenario. So yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> Uh, I'm the best driver in the world anyway, Kevin, just so you know. Of course. Yeah. I don't know how you have a driver's license. <laughs> what do you mean? Or how you're, you're not dead at this point. <laughs> That's not true. But anyway, um, so I was, uh, where was I here? Oh, yeah. So I was driving into a pick and save. That's a grocery store here in the good old Wisconsin area. And I'm driving in and here comes a guy flying across all the lanes instead of using the lanes that are, I don't know, clearly marked flying across all the parking spaces and almost smashes into me. I got to slam on the brakes just because he doesn't want to follow the rules. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You know, there's lanes in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was there snow on the ground? Was he doing donuts? No. What is that? Would that, how would that be? Any, would that be any better? Well, it's Wisconsin. Well, I mean, come that's on. That's what people do. Well, I know, but still he, anyway. So in that slight instance, I really wanted to just hit the gas instead of the brake and smash into him, grab him out of the car, take his little face, mm-hmm. scrape it up and down on the pavement where the lanes go just to show him, hey, because I hate that. They just get in your way and they screw everything up. I mean, am I wrong in this? Do you, you don't feel the same way? Oh, I, I probably have like the worst road rage. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think, Kevin? Do you think that's, uh, you think that's uh, normal to be mad at that? Or do you think, uh, whatever? Yeah, I um I feel like the rules of the road are, are fairly simple. And I feel like people know when they're being a douchebag. And I don't I don't mind douchebaggery being rewarded with face scrapery. <laughs> All right. I try to I you know, I I've gotten in an accident because people in LA don't like to let you merge. Yeah. The second they see you merging, they're like, oh fuck that. I can't let anybody have anything. So they, they'll just press right up against the bumper of the person in front of them. So you can't get over. And, um, I was just trying to merge for almost a mile to get in the, cause I, I 
know that people are like that, so I try to get in the lane I'm trying to get into ahead of time so I don't have to stress last minute. And for like a whole mile, nobody would let me in. And I took my eyes off the road in front of me for a split second to look behind me and check my blind spot. And the traffic in front of me just instantly stopped dead. And I hit the guy in front of me. And I'm like, God damn, a whole mile I was trying to merge. And this one fucking guy, no matter where I went, like I tried, I was like, you know what? I'll just slam on the brakes and I'll get behind him. And then he slammed on his brakes, so I couldn't get behind him. Oh. He was just hell-bent on keeping me where I was. And I have – I'm not the most intimidating-looking guy in the world. Um, I'm not the most intimidating-sounding guy in the world. <laughs> so anytime there's so, any sort of like escalation in temperature or moods are getting hot, there's no gradual escalation. People see me, and they get pissed at me, and it goes <laughs> from – I, I am mildly perturbed to, I'm going to end your life. <laughs> There's no middle ground. There's no time to react. I literally had a guy stop. He was on my driver's side. And I had the traffic in front of me was stopped. And he stopped dead, even though there was, the road was completely going in front of him. So like <laughs> traffic behind, behind him was all honking at him because he just stopped dead in the road. And he goes, he rolls his window. He's like, hey, hey. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I follow you and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I didn't know what to, what to do because I don't think there's anybody, anybody on the road that I could physically overpower and beat up. <laughs> so without my. even thinking, I just held my phone up and pretended like I was recording. I was like, oh, what was that? You want to say that again? Uh, I'm live on Facebook. I'm live on Facebook. I don't even check my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> this guy instantly peeled out and just go. drove off. So wow. I, I learned ways like uh, it's like evolution. Mm-hmm. I have no physical defenses, <laughs> so I have to adapt on the fly to <laughs> outwit dummies that want to actually <laughs> murder me, take my life. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you're like, I mean, you're in a big city and stuff like that. I mean, Milwaukee, where we live, there's people, there's I, it's getting crazier and crazier. I mean, you never know. They shoot at you now on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> people shoot at each other. It's insane. People just get mad oh, and road rage. Yeah. rage yeah. And I just, you never know who you're going to piss off. You never know. And that's another reason why I stopped is because I would get so angry that I would want to like just either speed up or do something. But I'm like, wait a minute. I can't do that. Who knows who the hell this guy is? He could be way yeah. crazier mm-hmm. than me and he's just going to shoot me. Like it's sad. I had a scary experience when I was a little kid because uh, do, you, do you ever see those books, scary stories to tell in the dark? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I love those books when I was a yeah. kid and a new one came out and I was reading it and there was a, one of those like short, it was like a collection of short horror stories. And one of them involved this woman driving alone in her car and the person behind her kept flashing the high beams. And I didn't know what that meant. So I asked my mom, I'm like, what, what are high beams? She goes, Oh, it's, it's like this. And she turned her high beams on so I could see, she's like, it's just bright lights that you can turn on in the front to, to get brighter. And the car in front of her, when she gave me a demonstration of high beams, got very pissed off. So he did a brake check. He slammed on the brakes. My mom almost hit him. Then he starts moving again, and he instantly gets out of our way into the left lane, gets behind us, gets right up on our bumper and starts honking the horn, flashing the high beams. This guy followed us all the way home. And when we were turning onto our street, my mom was like, okay, 
when I say go, open up the door and just run in the house. And barrel roll. And she, <laughs> she was like, I, she was basically like, okay, you get inside. I'm going to play the decoy. So this guy focuses his rage on me. Wow. And luckily the guy was just such a fucking loser with no, nothing better to do. Right. It was just, that was like his revenge of, of just scaring my mom. Yeah. Was to follow her home and flash his lights the whole way. Yeah. And that's another reason I wouldn't, you know, maybe when I was younger, I would, you know, be semi, I kind of like that, but I mean, I would never think of doing that now just specifically because of that story too, is you got kids in the car and you got that kind of stuff. I mean, come on, like having kids now, it just, man, they're so, just leave people alone. What the fuck is wrong with people? Makes no sense. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, so <sighs> one thing that really, really bothers me though is if it's not your fault or if somebody is at fault or just being a dick and they look at you and they like shake their head. <laughs> I just want to grab their head and smash it against the window because I pulled into, I pulled into a gas pump the other day, just pulled in. Okay. Normally pulling in, but the guy that was in front of me because he pulled in the same way, looked at me and like shook his head like I was an asshole because now he has to back up instead of pulling forward. And I'm like, dude, it's a gas station. People pull in from both. What, what do you, what the fuck? I don't get it. You should carry pennies around. <laughs> okay. Somebody angers you, you chuck a penny at them. <laughs> they don't deserve a penny. They don't deserve <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, it just makes me so angry that people are just so petty and stupid and it's that's they get mad and upset and the whole head shaking just pisses me off you know every state thinks that they have the worst drivers yeah and, and you're all right <laughs> that's true I, I mean i i lived in jersey for most of my life i've got family in florida i live in la Ooh, florida you know and i it's uh everybody has their own specialty brand of moron I think people just in general are, are dumb yeah. and they give out, they're too free with the licenses at the DMV. Oh. It's like, you realize you don't have to give everybody a license. <laughs> if somebody sucks, you cannot give it to them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've gone into the DMV when I was younger to get my license and they, you know, they do the eye test and I wear glasses or contacts and I just, I took my glasses off to put my head on, you know, my forehead up on the little thing and look at the, you know, the eye chart and I couldn't see anything and they still gave me my license. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Well, here I think Mr. they Magoo? still have where you can, like a parent can sign off on their child to get their license. They're doing that during COVID. I don't know oh. if it's still a thing, but I know a couple of teens got their licenses because their parents simply signed off on it. That's they right. They never took their road test. And yeah. It's, I don't know if it's a nationwide thing or just a Wisconsin thing. Yeah, there's a couple states. Have you heard about that, Kevin? So let's say oh. let's say during COVID, because the DMVs are closed, and you are, say, 16 or whatever, and you're going to get your driver's license, but they're not doing road tests. If your parents sign the paper saying, oh, yeah, they can drive, they just give you your license. Mm -hmm. The end. That's it. <laughs> when I was a kid, I got traumatized by seeing that movie, License to Drive. Oh, right. Ever seen that with the Corys and Heather Graham? Oh, yeah, of course. Like they made it seem like the people at the DMV were such ball busters. And if you make the tiniest little mistake, you're not getting your license. So 
I was just under the impression that getting a license was damn near impossible. <laughs> so I was fucking sweating when I was a kid. I uh, I got my I took my driver's test on my 16th birthday and uh, passed on the first time. I I just could not. I mean, I learned to drive when I was 14. I had two cars when I was 14. I got my first driving without a license when I was 14. I was ready to drive. You know what I mean? I'm like, and my dad, he would just be drunk and he'd be like, I'd be 14. He'd be like, hey, go get gas in the car. And like, you know, funny stuff like that. So, I mean, I was used to it and uh, I wanted that license. Had to have it in my 1979 Pontiac Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was green. I didn't didn't know what I was doing. I thought... I just from watching movies, it, you never see anybody really put cars in park. They <laughs> stop the car and get out. So I just thought when the car stopped, it stayed stopped. <laughs> like a golf I got out of car once without putting it in park. <laughs> just roll out. <laughs> oh man, what the fuck is wrong with Kevin? Woo! Woo! Yeah. Well, that's what this. Time, is. Time. Three hours. <laughs> <laughs> we hey, we don't have to go anywhere. We could just sit here all night long. Don't tempt me. Um, but anyway, we'll go to our first sponsor uh, right now, just because uh, we have to, because we gotta, you know, pay the bills, as they say. This episode is brought to you by morons. The dictionary defines a moron as a stupid person. In the early 20th centuries, it was used as a medical term denoting an adult with a mental age of about eight to twelve. Morons are everywhere. You see them in the grocery store, at the beach, at school, at work, at home, everywhere. Next time you see a moron, just smile and remember, they probably can't help it. But you can help a moron live a more comfortable life. All you have to do is just donate $5 a month. Just visit www.moronsarepeople2.dumb.this is not real. If you believe this, you are probably one of them. All right, and we're back. Thanks to our great sponsor there. Man, how'd you land them? Uh, that guy, he's he's something else, and he was really hard to get. I had to talk to I mean, I would, like, mail him and call him every single day. Mail him? <laughs> yeah, like postal <laughs> mail, USPS. <laughs> what did you mail him? Your dirty underwear? Oh, nope. I send those to Japan. They're in the vending machines. Look at this. It's true. Yeah. Kevin, you, you've been to Japan couple times, yeah. Yeah, and is, yep. there, is there anything that you saw really strange there that you were like, what the fuck? Or was it just all so different and cool that you just absorbed it and for what that is their culture? I mean, a lot of times I was the strange one. <laughs> um, you know, they're not, they're not big on tattoos there. So, you know, they don't let... I would not be allowed to go into one of the spas or springs. Really? Lots of places just have straight, straight up no tattoo rules just as a blanket way to keep out Yakuza members. Wow. And like, I wish I could just be like, come on. Look at me. You think, <laughs> you think Yakuza let me in? <laughs> I can't even fucking speak Japanese. How am I in the Yakuza? <laughs> That's awesome. But I, I got blacked out drunk at, at a bar once there. And apparently I was taking my shirt off. And, <laughs> uh, while I was blacked out, I ordered a bottle of sake and chugged the whole thing in the bartender's face. And, <laughs> <laughs> went back to Airbnb and pissed in my suitcase when I was sleeping. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was my first night too. So all my clothes oh, were covered shit. in piss. Oh my God. I love it. That's what that deserves. Oh my God. Um, we got this little thing I'm going to try here. So 
Uh, sometimes, you know, we have these guests and I'm like, what am I going to ask them? But it always ends up, we just keep talking, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I got this little wheel here, this virtual wheel I'm going to spin and it's got some different things on it. Like, I mean, I don't know. You've already talked about a bunch of stuff, but it's got like, you know, say an embarrassing, like a super embarrassing story or, you know, what would you rather do? Like, would you rather bullshit, you know, or, you know, time you broke the law, that kind of stuff. So we're going to spin it here and see what Kevin gets. Ooh, that's a that's a funny sounding wheel. Sounds like fart. Spin oh, again. Spin again? The Come hell? on, this is crack. <laughs> Let's see what he gets. Spin again. No whammies. No whammies. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you've already told a couple, so it's a very it says you know in a super embarrassing story just to make yourself look like an idiot. Um, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna make it more fun is we are going to, uh, we're going to do one of the would you rathers because they're really disgusting and I know you like disgusting stuff. <laughs> sure, why not? All right, so let's spin the would you rather wheel. Oh, there it goes, farting again. That's pretty good. Let's see what we win. What are we going to win? That's a cheek flapper. Oh, that's not fun. I'm doing it again because that one I already know the answer because you've done worse. Okay, this is perfect for Kevin. Would you rather eat chocolate flavored shit or shit flavored chocolate? Oh, that's easy. Uh, Wait, you said that's easy? That's easy. What do you mean? Why would you eat shit flavored chocolate? It's going to taste delicious. Shit flavored chocolate? Yeah. Oh, shit. No. Chocolate flavored shit. Would you rather eat chocolate flavored shit or shit flavored? But this isn't my question, so I shouldn't intervene here. Yeah, what do you, what would you do, Kevin? Well, if I'm eating poop, <laughs> that is, the flavor is indistinguishable from chocolate. That sounds like the best bet, but right. poop, <sighs> I know this from being the poop master, has <laughs> yes. germs and, and ah. like bad things inside of it. Oof. So I feel like if like Snickers one day or, or <laughs> actually Kit Kat, Kit Kat is the master of like weird flavors. Yeah. If Kit Kat runs out of everything like 90 years from now, they're like, all right, we've reached that moment, guys. Release the poop Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be, uh, have you ever had those, those bad gummy, uh, the jelly beans? Yeah, the, Yo, yeah. The, the bamboozled ones. That uh, the yeah. Jelly Belly Factory is about forty-five minutes from us. So yeah, I'm sure you've seen the gag ones that are like barf and lint mm-hmm. and socks. Yep, all that Earwax. stuff. Mm. I feel like I, I would have less chance of getting sick if I ate like a poop flavored Kit Kat. Yeah. Rather than a turd that tastes like Kit Kats. Whose poop are you eating? Ooh, that's a good question. John Stamos. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is it human? Well. Hmm. I don't, I, it doesn't really go into detail, but I'm going to say yes. There's plenty of questions that need well, to be you, answered. Okay. Um, if people don't are wondering why is Kevin the poop master, um, the, uh, the followers of his podcast are called the Poomanati. So it's because basically what your podcast started out as just a bunch of poop jokes. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. I like, as I've always found poop funny. Yeah. Poop's a funny thing. It is. Brown comes out of butts and it stinks. Right. Everything about that is math perfect. That's very funny. Right. Farting. Very funny. Right. Fart. Mm-hmm. Fart's a funny word in itself. If farts meant broccoli, 
Broccoli would be fucking hysterical. <laughs> it's just a funny thing. It's wind that comes out of your butt. It stinks. And it sounds super funny. It's all perfect. <laughs> so I just can't help myself. I always make poop and fart jokes. And we, I feel like every podcast, every radio show, anything that has a following, its fans have a nickname. And I named the podcast Mad Scientist Party Hour because I thought it would be funny. It sounds like a Japanese game show that's very random and directionless. And that's what the show has always been. It's always been very random. There's lots of different like when people like I said, people ask what the podcast is about, and it's like, what's well, fucking about everything and nothing at the same time. It's just very random. It's like a silly Japanese game show. What do you call the listeners of that? And we tried a couple of things and they all sucked. And we have not the biggest following in the world, you know? Obviously, we're not putting up Joe Rogan numbers, but the numbers we have, the people that have been with us since day one is very, very devout, strong following. And it's sort of like an underground uh, Illuminati, if you will. Right. And it was like, wait, Illuminati, poop, <laughs> put them together. Yes, victory. Yes, peanut butter and chocolate. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. for people that don't know, since we're talking about the, the Mad Scientist Party Hour again, you have... Two co-hosts, correct? You have good old Jeff Clark and you have Shuddy Boy. That is true. Yeah, I met Shuddy Boy when I was in college. He was a friend of my buddy who lived a couple rooms down in the dorm. And he would come and uh, party with us on the weekends. And we've all just stayed friends ever since we were teenagers. And Jeff Clark joined the show because I heard him on my friend... Rob Sprance's podcast, The Glory Hole. Ah. And they worked together for a bit. And I think he was initially supposed to be on that podcast, but he moved right before they started it. So I sent him a text one day. I'm like, man, that guy Jeff you had on your show the other day was super funny. He's like, well, as fate would have it, he's actually moving out to SoCal. So I should <laughs> put you guys in touch and you can have him on your show. And he, he came by and was super funny. And we we're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just sitting here by myself. Shuddy boy, he lives in Pennsylvania, so we're just connected over Skype and Zoom and shit. So it was like, you should just be the third mic. And it's just been like a peanut butter, chocolate, and poop. <laughs> All right. Well said. Um, Jeff is hilarious to me because you either love him or you hate him. There's nothing in between, really. Um, and he's really, he's, it's very easy to get Jeff all up in arms and aggravated and he goes off and it's really funny because I like to send in voicemails giving him shit because yeah. he, yeah. Cause he, <laughs> I always give him shit and like he either will go off or he'll just say whatever. Um, but the funny thing is, is this is a really funny story that I don't know if he's ever told you. I was like, saw like a friend suggestion on Facebook and they're like, Jeff Clark. And I'm like, Oh, weird. Is that Jeff? And I clicked on it and it was, and I was like, Oh, okay. I wonder probably maybe through some weird algorithm, you know? And, uh, I looked at his about info and it had a phone number under his about info. And I was like, does he know his phone number is just out on Facebook? So I text him and I said, Hey, how's it going, Jeff? What's going on? And he's like, uh, how'd you get this number? And he was all scared. And, uh, so now he, I, I just wanted to let him know that if he's going to be a little bitch, 
might have to just put that phone number out there, Jeff. Oh, are, are you in the FBI? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, Kevin's impression of Jeff, if you didn't realize that. Did he take yeah, his number down? Yeah, he took his number down. Okay. Um, but I texted him a long time ago. I was like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. That's cool. And then I asked him, hey, cool. The podcast is up and running. You want to do it? And he never responded. So... Oh, Jeff. Yeah, sometimes Jeff gets lost in his, his uh, DMs and stuff. Yeah. yeah Facebook is a, Facebook's a narc. Right. I remember, <laughs> I remember when, I, when I had that happen. Like, when you sign up, you fill in all this info. I mean, I mean, this is back when they just lifted the you have to be a college student to be on it thing. Yeah. So you just put all, you just enter this information. You're like, oh, okay, it's asking. And then it just publicly displays it. And I had a stupid moment like that once where I, I wrote this screenplay and I, I saved money up and I entered into festivals in the hopes that, you know, whoever's judging it will read it and maybe one day it'll get ahead in front of the, the right set of eyes and some movie magical happened. And I saw this one that was like, uh, our contest is all in your hands. So you send us the script. We're going to put it in a paperback book and list it on Amazon. And then you have to go and promote it and sell it. So whoever sells the most copies wins. Whoa. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I got a fucking international radio show as a platform. <laughs> right? <laughs> this, is, this is perfect. This is perfect. So I send it to them. They get the listing live. And I go on the radio. And I'm promoting the hell out of it. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Oh, fucking retweet this. Share it. Tell everybody you know. Sells a few thousand copies. And then I realize... Because when you write a screenplay, the, the title page has, you know, the name of the movie, the the screenwriter, and then you put your address and phone number at the bottom. So any <laughs> producer that gets it can contact you. They did not take the title page out. So oh. thousands of that oh. of copies of that screenplay went out all over the place with my <laughs> address, phone number, and personal email address. Oh, no. <laughs> The day they started arriving, people were like, uh, look at that first page there, homie. Oh, Oh, man. Oops. Oh, that is funny. Um, So we can uh, either do another would you rather um, just because they are disgusting and that seemed to have go over pretty well, or we can go move on to the next. What would you guys want to do? Amanda? I don't care. Whoa. Jeez. Whatever you want. All right. Fine. We're going to move on to the next. Kevin, this is going to shift gears pretty rapidly. How do you feel about the death penalty? (laughs) (laughs) Poop jokes, death penalty. Uh, I like it if they're really, really sure. (laughs) Okay, that's what we're talking about. (laughs) But it's... Just thinking about all the times they've gotten it wrong. It's right. just like, ah, ooh. Whoops. But like you got some motherfucker on camera, like raping somebody, you're killing somebody. You know, you're a horrible piece of shit. You're the, the night stalker. Yeah, you're probably better off gone than taking up my air. Yeah. So that's exactly what we were talking about before we started because <clears throat> I was I heard a couple of stories and I've read some articles, um, listened to podcasts, every other outlet out there about people that have done some pretty horrible crimes and put to death, but they were mentally challenged. 
So you have somebody that's got an IQ of less than, you know, everybody knows who Forrest Gump is. So like even lower than Forrest Gump, way lower than all that, you know, just like would need to be supervised at all times. And yes, this, stiff. yeah. So here's this little article here. This was, a, I, this was a while ago, probably a long time ago, but it just stuck with me is, so this guy in Arkansas was going to be put to death, right? Um, and uh, lethal injection um, because he was in there for two counts of murder, okay? But he's got a super low IQ. I mean, like super low. And this is how low you know it is because he had no idea what the fuck was going on. So for his last meal, because I love last meals. Last, meal, last meals are always super fun. So he got steak. That's good. Fried chicken. Some cherry Kool-Aid. And a pecan pie. That's, that's pretty solid. Sure. That's pretty good. A little too sugary. Yeah, yeah, a little too sugary with the Kool-Aid for me, but whatever. But this I'd is- I'd be like, can I get for dessert, can I have the antidote to lethal injection? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I have uh, all three of those at once, please? So the- Oh, this is where it gets sad. And why would you even put this? If if I heard this, I would just say, okay, stop. We can't put this guy to, to death. He didn't eat his pecan pie. And you know why he didn't eat his pecan pie when the guards asked him, hey, are you going to eat your pecan pie? He was full. Nope. He said, oh, uh, I'm going to save it for tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't put that guy to death. Right? I mean, he what, the f- know. what the fuck? Because he literally- Save it for people- that drive slow in the fast lane. <laughs> right? Because that's so sad to me. And I heard, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with those people? And what the fuck is wrong with us? And what the fuck is wrong with our legal system and all that stuff? If you're going to put that guy to death, maybe put him in somewhere where he's supervised. And because he had no idea probably what he was doing to begin with. Who knows what the circumstances were? Right. Yeah. That's so sad. Also, the injection, it seems like it's uh, like if they save that for the most horrible of the horrible. It does seem like a little bit of an easy out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they just inject you with some stuff and go, and die. <laughs> I feel like if you get somebody like a night stalker, like, you know, that they're a mass murderer and they tortured people and they fucked with kids. Like, I don't know, maybe put them in a catapult <laughs> and then like move that catapult right up against a building. <laughs> <laughs> slide down it. I can tell. Uh, can you tell Kevin still watches cartoons? <laughs> well, speaking of cartoons, or just tie him to a log at one of those like wood mills. Oh, yeah. And with a saw in the middle and then just... Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, see, you can tell he writes screenplays too. I mean, this is all good stuff. For the Night Stalkers. Well, for yeah. the Night Stalkers. For the Night Stalkers. I mean, you said, yeah, okay, they inject him and he's like, you know, you're out. Well, here, I, I, I forgot to add this part in. Uh, not only uh, that, but it also took 50 minutes for them to find a vein poking them over and over and over and over and over. Well, that's kind of like getting a tattoo. I don't know, man. There's a little bit of difference there. I mean, I have I have some tattoos and they don't bother me. I, it's relaxing to me. But the getting blood taken sometimes, I'm like, I can't look. I can't look. Uh, that doesn't bum me out. Yeah, it's weird to me. I don't know what it is. I think it's just all in my head, but whatever. Oh, how about this one? How okay. about this one for oh. Night Stalkers? For oh, Night Stalkers. oh, okay, cool. Okay. Right. Do you remember that toy called the Balzac? Whoa. Funniest think- toy ever. No, what was it? So it was a, a floppy cloth, like balloon almost. Okay. And then they would give you these big, thicker balloons. So 
you take the little balloon, you put it through the opening of the cloth ball sack, already hysterical, and then you inflate it. So when the big balloon inflates, the ball sack fills up, and then it's like a bouncy ball. Uh, but the cloth makes it like, you know, it was like those wacky 90s colors and shit. Oh, you know what? I do think I remember that. They were pretty cool. But what if you took one of those Balzac balloons and you stuffed it up the Night Stalker's ass <laughs> and then bike pumped it? <laughs> Blew <him> up. <laughs> so instead of lethal injection, he gets a Balzac up the ass. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm all for it. But it would have to be a manual pump because I want somebody like, you know, over-exaggerating jumping on the pump like, whoosh, whoosh, and just, oh, it would, it just visuals are great. Those last few pumps are going to be tough. Mm-hmm. need yeah. a very strong person to do that. But it's also, you know, when you're blowing something up like that and you're like, ah, I think I can fit some more in, but you kind of like squint a little because what if it explodes? Oh, you don't have to put your mouth on it. That's putting your <laughs> mouth a little too close to the night. No, that. But I mean, even if like, I always thought about that. I'm filling up like my car tire with air and I'm like, what happens if it would just explode right now? It would probably hurt your leg. Yeah, man, that would That's be, that'd be tough. But let's go on to this next guy. This is another instance, kind of similar. But so this guy, he was executed in 2015, so six years ago in Missouri. He was 74. He suffered from dementia. So you're going to put a guy with dementia, and he had an IQ of 71. Was that the guy who was and, missing part of his brain? Yeah, too? this guy was missing a significant part of his brain due to an accident. His frontal lobe, which makes a huge difference. <laughs> so how do you put somebody like, he doesn't even know where, who, what he is. If, that's another, that's like, I feel whoever's call that was to put that person to death is just like, they're, oh, that's a serial killer. Like somebody you would find in Dexter. Like right. this guy worked his way up into a high, high position uh. that makes the call on whether people get executed or not or whatever. I don't know if it's like a prosecutor or DA or something, but like, I feel like that person is like a systematic serial killer. Yeah. Maybe deserving of a balloon in the butt. (laughs) That's that. Hey, just so you know, that's my next uh, fake commercial I'm recording. Um, (laughs) um, All right. Hey, do you have that nosy neighbor that just won't stop? Get a balloon in the butt. Could be anything. (laughs) Could be great. Could be fun. What? You don't like that idea? It's the, the idea is okay, but I wouldn't go with that type of like advertisement, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> my marketing's fucked up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. My marketing's fucked up. That's dirty money. Right. Yeah. Nosy neighbor. What? in the ass. <laughs> it sounds like a party. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, this, that's just ridiculous. I just saw those articles and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, you never know. Maybe this guy did a lot of crazy shit, but still, if they don't know that they're a human or they're a fucking carrot, like you can't fucking do that. Makes no sense. That's stiff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was talking to Amanda before this too, is that, you know, we were like, okay, are we for death penalty? Blah, blah, blah. Would you, it just seems like an easy way out to me. Like, they kill a bunch of people and then, okay, well, you're just going to die. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to, or anything like that. Okay. Goodbye. I mean, wouldn't you rather just like put them in a room and let the family of the individuals that they tortured just come in and torture them every once in a while? Yeah. 
or there's like a little button like every time you press it the the like water rises a little bit <laughs> in their oh, cell you could have an app on the the family gets an app on their phone and so anytime that they're just feeling pissed off they can just hit the button and it like shocks them or that sounds fun yeah there's like a, a boxing glove on a spring near <laughs> bed and if he's sleeping you can just punch him in the head wakes up great ideas i know man oh but anyway you should uh remember to write down the uh that's uh idea of the serial killer that works up high up because that that he's coming up with all these great ideas man mm-hmm. that was for free that that was for the universe <laughs> oh man you're just we can take just it throwing them away um another <laughs> yeah just to move on um i just got this uh kind of along the same vein. They're not murderers. They're not anything like that, but they're criminals. You know, there's a lot of those you see out there and you're like, what the fuck? Um, this reminded me of you too, Kevin. I don't know why, but a Florida man arrested yesterday for indecent exposure told police that he was protesting for civil rights by showing his penis to traffic. I like his message. <laughs> I mean, uh, cops charged that guy. His name is Riley James. He's 23 years old. He was spotted alongside the road uh, roadway in Palm Harbor. It's a Tampa suburb with his pants down to his knees, holding his penis while uh, facing traffic in a vulgar manner. Hmm. How was his hog? Uh, it doesn't say. I, they always leave out the details, the good details. Yeah, but it, he got arrested. Uh, exposure of sexual organs. It's only a misdemeanor. Uh, ooh, $150 bond. Yikes. So his penis must have been pretty That's small. That's my jaywalking ticket. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? You get a Man. more house. Yeah, Florida. Rules are a little different in Florida. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. Show your wang on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, just give us 150 bucks. You're solid. Well, maybe it's the bond is because, you know, it depends on the size of your penis. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you call that a dick? <laughs> yeah, just give it cool. Right. You got, a, you got a five spot. I mean, that's cool. Or some uh, bath salts. That works. Um, but yeah, so that's that's fun. Um, but that's, yeah. So another thing that I wanted to talk about with you, Kevin, and of course you, Amanda, because we all watched this. I, you talked about it on your podcast, Kevin, but it just annoyed me so much. And uh, I was annoyed before I heard you guys talk about it. Is the Elisa Lamb thing in the web sleuths? Yeah. Yeah. So... If people don't know what web sleuths are, they're people that are on the internet that think they're detectives and think that they can solve crimes. And um, this is in reference to the Cecil Hotel, right? Correct. And I first got really aggravated on this kind of subject is because I listen to true crime, crime podcasts and all that kind of stuff because I like all the murder stuff and that. And I like listening to the stories. And there's a lot of podcasts out there that they think they are detectives. They think... <laughs> They think that they're going to solve the murder by having a podcast. They think that, and they actually will contact the family or the family will reach out to them and they'll be like, can we help in any way? Yeah. And it fucking drives me nuts. So then when I saw the Elisa Lam thing with the Cecil Hotel, um, the new documentary or the documentary that's out, and these web sleuth thinks that they're helping and they know what they're going to do. And then they ruin, they, ah, for people that don't know, there was a guy that stayed at this Cecil Hotel after this girl was found murdered a year prior. He just because he was a death metal singer, they just went after him and said he did it or he was part of it and they ruined his life. Mm-hmm. And then they found out, oh, nope, he didn't do it. He couldn't have. 
Oh, we're sorry. And you never, they never said sorry. They never said anything. They just said, oh, oh well. What the fuck? Oops. Right. So those kind of people drive me nuts. Like, why would you think that you could do it better than the detectives or you are somebody you're not? Yeah. If I, if I ever get murdered and detective blippy shows up, <laughs> like balloon up the butt, <laughs> helium, oh. fill it with helium. So he flies up in the air and gets sucked into a plane engine. Oh. I don't want fucking detective blippy. I don't want <laughs> detective poopy pie. I don't want somebody unboxing my coffin. Uh, uh, um, yeah, I think <laughs> that, that's a weird thing to just bypass all the training and right. certification needed to solve crimes and just be like, oh, well, I have a webcam. I'm on the case. <laughs> Shut up. No, you're not. I was screaming at the T. I was yelling yeah. at the TV. <laughs> she, we were watching it and I was screaming at the TV, especially since when they were this girl was acting strange in an elevator and the elevator just kept staying open and I'm yelling at the TV. I'm like, okay, guess what? Did you know that elevators, you know, some of them have sensors. She keeps walking out the door that might be holding it open more or Hey, guess what? There's a goddamn hold button that you can push. People just say, no, there's some entity. It's a ghost. It's this and fucking morons. Not all elevators are created equal. I know. I mean, all elevator lives matter. That's what it's all about. I found that out the hard way when I was doing construction because we were we were on this one job site and there was a very, very aggressive elevator. Like right when it opened. <laughs> aggressive it elevator. Immediately start, start closing again. <laughs> and it didn't have, it must have not had very accurate sensors because sometimes it would just like clip you on the shoulder when you're walking. You're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, fucking calm down. It just opened. That's Why awesome. are you shut already? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to test the uh, the sensors on this thing. So me and my buddies, we get on the elevator. And it was one that like both sides closed. So it closes on the middle. And I just got up and I bowed. Like, <laughs> let's say. That's, and whew. the doors closed on my head, <laughs> stayed there. It didn't even like, oh, we have hit something. Time to open back up. Stayed there. The guys in the elevator had to pull it, pry it open. And it got, it fucking got me good. I had a headache for two days. Oh my, oh my God. God. How does this stuff happen to you? I don't know. I should have tried it with my foot. I was wearing steel toe boots. <laughs> yeah. Instead you tried it with your head. Sounds like part of a horror movie. <laughs> and then the elevator Sometimes. goes and your oh. head's taken off. Oh, uh, that yeah, was in one of the final destinations. I, I go with it before, before you know, spitballing it. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, oh, man. That is crazy. Speaking of horror movies, you like horror movies, right? Oh, yeah. Um, there's this uh, really cool thing that they're doing. Woo. The, the house that was in Silence of the Lambs. It was for sale, and a guy bought it, and he turned it into a bed and breakfast. So you, Good idea. Yeah, you can go mm-hmm. stay there. He has not changed anything. It still looks exactly the same. Um, so basically, uh, where he said it, he said it was something like awesome to just witness doing the walkthrough before he bought the house. So that film, I can't believe, was released 30 years ago on Valentine's Day. Shit. Yeah, and it's in Pennsylvania. It's got that nice large wraparound porch. If anybody's seen it, um, 
And uh, he called the house stunning and he just had to buy it. So he bought it. It's a 2,400 square foot uh, Victorian with four full bedrooms. Um, Now, if you remember, if you've seen that movie, in the basement, there was the well, obviously, that the girl was stuck in. Uh, That house, that was filmed somewhere else. But what's super cool this guy's doing is he's going to do construction and build the well in the basement. And then he's going to tuck his dick and nuts between his legs and dance around for people. <laughs> I Was she a great big fat person? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I love it. She rubs the lotion on her skin. Oh, she gets the house again. <laughs> I love that guy. I was never a good construction worker, but if you were going to put a well in your basement, wouldn't that fuck up the foundation? Um, no, because if you think about it, people put in new bathrooms in their basement and stuff. So, I mean, you have to dig out the concrete. So he could just find the spot, dig it out, dig a hole. I mean, it doesn't have to be a real working well. Yeah, I just feel like if you put a pit in your basement, (laughs) it might might fuck with the uh, structural stability of things. Don't tempt me. I would do that. That'd be awesome. But, you know, I give him props for committing. Yeah, so that's awesome. So I'm actually thinking I I would love to go stay there. That would be really cool. Um, but then there's this other one that I really want to do. It's in Arizona. Friday the 13th has come to life and survived Jason in Arizona. So you basically um, get to go on October 5th and 19th. Those who are brave enough can enter the Arizona wilderness and prepare to be chased by the machine-wielding madman in a live-action role-playing event, meaning you'll assume the character of a terrified victim and attempt to escape the killer's clutches. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. I, I I almost feel like it would be more fun if it was some sort of realistic cyborg or something. Oh God. Like my, my buddy was was talking to me about this once. Like um if you know a virtual reality got so real that it was indistinguishable from real life. One of the most fun things to do would ju- just put yourself in the zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah. And just see how well you do. Because zombies and the whole zombie apocalypse seems kind of exciting unless they win. Then it sounds like it sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> but everything leading up to your death, just it does seem really exciting. And I would like to know where I stand. And if I was one of those counselors, like they always, they're always written to do the wrong thing. You run upstairs when you should run outside. You fucking trip and fall over a stick you you instead of fighting back you just put your hands up and go ah (laughs) but i kind of want to see i mean i know i can't take them but maybe if i set some booby traps or i don't know use the environment to try and fight back i see if it was if it was a, a real dude just wearing a mask pretending i you know it's like ah shit i guess i gotta all i can do is run i can't fight back or try and trip them kick them in the nuts. Yeah, that would be really cool if it was like an all out just do whatever you wanted. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, Yeah, you'd have to find some very desperate people to fill that role. <laughs> yeah, that'd be some hardcore larping. That'd yeah. be Yeah. Speaking of larping, um I just happen to have this. Um I don't know when the hell this happened, but I saw it and it is pretty funny. Uh 16 dead, 9 wounded in tragic Illinois larping accident. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it? (laughs) That's a lot of dead people for a LARPing accident. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) I can't stop. I know. I can't stop laughing, but it's. It's like machine gun LARPing. (laughs) 
Yeah, Call of Duty. <laughs> now, um, basically, okay, according to their leader, Eddie Sims, there was a huge mistake in the initial setup of the game. Yeah, I would fucking think so. I guess there was a mix-up in the swords everyone grabbed. When it was time to start, everyone had real metal swords, he explained. By the time anyone had realized what had happened, it was too late. Once the battle started, adrenaline and caffeine from the excessive amounts of Mountain Dew the players consumed <laughs> overcame them, and they began violently attacking each other. The intensity of the battle <laughs> raged on, and there were screams of pure agony as players were wounded with military-grade swords. Holy fuck. Wait a second. Somebody put live rounds in these swords. <laughs> oh, Brandon Lee all over again. I can't handle it. But uh, how does one like after you stab somebody and you're like, wait a second. Just keep this going. heavy ass fake sword may be real. <laughs> yeah, but Let's see. Hold on. After several minutes, the participants and onlookers began to notice what was happening. Oh, you don't say. Uh, this lady said uh, she's an onlooker. It was awful. Onlooker. Yeah. Where were they doing this? Um, that gets even funnier. It was at school. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, what, where else do you do your LARPing? Was it at a college? I think so. They probably had a LARPing class. <laughs> LARPing 101. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. But after, yeah, after several minutes, she said it was awful. There was blood everywhere. And I even saw a kid from one of my group projects take a sword blow right to the knee. Once the battle, Aye. oh God, once the battle was over and the players began noticing the carnage that lay before them, they called 911. Oh, okay, cool. It was too late for many players, but, infor you know, but fortunately some could uh, be saved and were taken to the hospital. How many died? 16. 16? <laughs> 16 dead. Yeah. I mean, that's some serious LARPing. God. Yeah. I mean, I guess shout out to the people that survived stats. Uh, yeah. Uh, one person said that they were some of the worst injuries I've seen in years. There are four guys who are missing multiple limbs. <laughs> oh my God. Multiple. Like, <laughs> what? The get this the from the onion, did you? Didn't no, really this is real. This was, I'm sure you got it from the onion. No, the onion is from <laughs> where we live. I would know where the onion, if okay, it was an onion there's article. Other things too. That can't be real. <laughs> no, it wasn't from the onion. It wasn't from the Babylon Bee. This is. Totally what city was it? Illinois, right next that's door to us. That's not a city. That's a state. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, like, oh, Rupert's gotten very good at LARPing. He's, <laughs> he's selling that lip gloss. Maybe I'll chop his other leg off. All right. Just, just right that's got to be a fake arm. No, so let me just take yeah. his leg off to make sure. I can just see the onlookers. Wow. There, this is really realistic. Maybe this I is need to great. Start doing the research here because I don't think no, sources. No, seriously. And by I'm the time I was, like, this is bullshit. Like Mountain Dew Code Mescaline. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew Code. Uh, what's the uh, the drug that makes you just fucking go insane? Like all those videos of guys just running through parking lots, smashing into cars. No, uh, I saw like. Oh man. Uh, uh, PCP. Like Mountain Dew gets caught catching some uh, undue flack on this one. Yeah, Mountain Dew PCP. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they do do do. Uh, a physician uh, said uh, there are two kids that came in here with their heads completely cut off. It was. I great. think we lost them. <laughs> I think I don't think they're gonna make it. 
Oh, man. And she said, I don't want to be a doctor anymore. Huh. That's okay, pretty sad. So the blacksheeponline.com is where you got this from? Mm, I don't think so. That's the only article that comes up. Mm, let's see. Oh, it's the situation is currently being handled by the school officials. And uh, it says five years ago. This is what happened. Right. I said it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but as of right now, all LARPing activity has been ordered to stop until the equipment can be inspected. <laughs> and then it says these nerds need to figure out what the hell they are doing. We can't afford to allow mishaps like this happen again, said a spokeswoman for the college. Huh. What college? I don't know. But uh, it sounds pretty legit to me. <clears throat> yes. But did you know because of that, did you know that there is a thing out there called LARP insurance? Because of that? Mm, maybe because people really do take this seriously and people get injured or maybe where you hold the event. Or people insuring their, their you know, plus five wizard staff. <laughs> like J-Lo insured her ass. Yeah. Yep. Fireball. I mean, that's, that, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's real. But uh, yeah, LARP insurance is... Uh, it's a specialty product, uh, obviously designed to cover the needs for uh, LARPing groups. How much do you get for loss of a limb? I don't know. Um, let's see. Oh, hold on. The accidental medical policy helps pay for medical bills of an injured participant up to 10000 per claim. Zero dollar deductible. Huh. Okay. Man, imagine being a cl claims agent for that company. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever LARPed? Yeah. Yes. Fucking guy wants $5,000 for his broken crystal ball. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Look at this guy. Uh, have you ever tried LARPing, Kevin? Um, no, no, no. No, I've never done LARPing outside <laughs> of like Nerf gun battles when I was a kid, but that doesn't count. Yeah. That's not LARPing. No. No. That's, That's just being, being a kid. kid. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I don't even know what LARP, like, how do you LARP? I mean, I've seen that movie, uh, Role Models. Oh, yeah. Just, I still don't understand what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I think it's pretty much, uh, huh, just pretending you're, it's like those Civil War reenactments, right? It seems like if you cross D&D &D <laughs> with a Civil War reenactment, and I'd rather just play a video game. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Exhausting. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys have done some D and D stuff on your podcast, right? We have. Yeah. It's been a minute cause it's, you know, rather difficult to do it when everybody's not in the same room. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, hopefully once all this clears up, I'm, I'm definitely, I would like to write one. I want to be the dungeon master once, even though the only times I've ever played D and D have been on the podcast. So it's probably like five or six times in my whole life. Okay. Um, I don't know. They're always fun. I didn't know what D&D &D really entailed. You know, like everybody growing up, they're like, oh, these dorks, these nerds are playing D&D. &D. And I never knew what it was. But then I listened to an episode where you guys played it and it's it was super fun. And I really love those episodes. And it's just it's just basically imagination pretending and you can make it whatever you want. It doesn't have to be wizards and warlocks. It could be prostitutes and pimps. You know, it could be whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, we definitely took ours in the X-rated poopy farty wiener direction. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's whew. so we got. Uh, let's see. One more segment here that we're going to we're going to do here. Let me just uh, find this amazing intro because uh, 
You can't have a segment without an intro. What the fuck is wrong with people? All right. So this is <laughs> all about stories about people that, uh, you know, well, involves murder. Um, because there's a lot of murders out there. And I always say this, anybody could snap, you could have a bad day, you could walk in on your spouse cheating on you, whatever the case is, and just accidentally kill somebody. Um, but what makes these people do what they do? And what the fuck is wrong with them? Like this guy. This guy killed his girlfriend, her mother, and older sister in a fit of rage after she refused to... What do you guys think she refused to do? Not kill people. (laughs) Can you repeat what that was? What? What are you doing? How much wine have you had? I'm drinking water. Oh, my God. A man killed his girlfriend, her mother, and older sister in a fit of rage after she refused to... Do what? Scratch his back. Ooh, that's a good one because there's a couple of times I wanted to murder you because you wouldn't do it. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin? Butt stuff. Oh. Uh, Nope. It's even better. Cook for him and braid his hair. Oh, I was going to say order Domino's next. (laughs) It was close. Braid his hair? Yeah. Kevin, your hair's grown pretty long. I mean, if uh, your significant other was wouldn't braid it, I mean, would it lead to murder? No, nah, I'm a pretty chill guy. Okay, so <laughs> I don't think I would murder any, anybody over that. Um, this one actually looks like it comes from Illinois again, Cook County. What do you know? Um, so he uh, brought. Uh, let's see, Shanta Harris had brought her and John Matthews' son to the Matthews house. And then uh, when Harris 24 told Matthew she wasn't feeling well and she wasn't up to fixing a meal or working on his hair, an irate Matthews responded by punching her in the face. I know, right? And he was berating her, following her around the house. Then the grandmother eventually took the nice, you know, punched in the face, 25-year-old not feeling well lady outside. And then the guy just got a gun and went out and shot all of them. Man. I mean... That guy seems backed up. (laughs) Right? Um, you probably should have beat off first. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. I always say this. There's probably some underlying issues, right? There's got to be. But at the same time, like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Why would they? I mean, I have never thought. I've been pretty upset with people. And I've never thought, God damn it, my dinner's not ready. You're all going to die. Yeah, now you're never getting dinner. Right? Smooth move, genius. Yeah. yeah he's going to get a last meal. Save your pecan pie for later, buddy. Yeah, his last meal is going to be a balloon in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I'm using that as a button. Um, (laughs) uh, Yep. Um, But that's nuts. I mean, come on. It doesn't make any sense. Um, But these guys, this is is what really is is pretty funny and uh, what the fuck is wrong with people, is that there was a lady in Louisiana that um, basically hired somebody to go kill. Okay, this guy basically raped. There was a rape charge and some other stuff. So she hired two men to kill her. Oh, wow. Never mind. This guy raped somebody. So he hired somebody to go kill his accuser. So he hired this guy to go kill the accuser. But instead, the guy went and he killed the the uh, person that hired him. The rapist? Yeah. Killed... His mom and sister instead shot the wrong people. Oh, damn. 
on if, purpose? No, on accident. So if you're a hitman, yeah, that's, like, that's like the darkest season of Fargo ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how is how do you get that wrong? I don't know how you can be a hitman if you can't shoot the right people. Yeah, can we get two catapults and we put <laughs> the rapist in one and the hitman in the other and fire them at the same time and at then they just other? splat them? Yeah, at each other. Uh, yeah. I just picture all this stuff happening and uh, all like, the murders happening and all of a sudden, <laughs> Detective Blippy. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Detective Blippy's going to poop on you. Uh, <laughs> Always remember. If your kids are watching Blippy, that guy diaried on his friend on the internet. Yep. That is true. Yep. I showed Amanda that video and that was pretty good. Yep. Being diarrhea guy doesn't pay the bills. So now he tells your kids jokes and how to add two plus two. Oh, yeah. And, and you dressed up as Blippy. loved him. Yeah. Yep. Loved I put him. poop all over my butt. I actually. See, full circle of poop. Yep. <laughs> my God. No, I sent, uh, I remember sending you a voicemail saying that you really looked good as Blippy. Like you could have passed as Blippy. And then uh, I was... Yeah, I was very angry about how many people said that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pooping on your friends is funny. Right. But if you're as annoying as Blippi, uh, you deserve to have your, your <laughs> pooping past thrown in your face. Brought up, yep. That poor guy. Oh, man, I can't believe it. All right, so before uh, we uh, say our goodbyes, we're going to do one more Would You Rather just because I want to. All right. Do you want... And I'm going to pick this one and I'm going to ask you guys on the disgusting level, one to 10, how disgusting do you want it to be? 10. Oh yeah. Okay. Why would you, why would you even, I mean, they get pretty gross. Okay. Would you rather drink a cup of your mom's period blood or a cup of the other one (laughs) or a cup of your dad's semen? Okay, level two. <laughs> level two. I, I asked you, and you chose that one. Fine, we'll do another Not one. In my head, I guess I'll I'll pinch my nose and I'll drink my dad's jizz. You got <laughs> to say it, Joel. I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> okay, fine. Here's another one. Then, would you rather lick a stranger's condom or eat a handful of maggots out of a dead corpse? What the fuck? How is that? <laughs> I mean, the condom just seems like the easy choice. If it's a, especially if you could just do a quick tongue dart. And be like, what if they have AIDS, though? You don't know. You don't know like where that person's been. Oh, uh, you. <laughs> oh, I had to do these because Kevin's probably the only guest we're gonna have in a while that would actually that put. He'll put up that. with this. <laughs> I mean, there's one. Would you rather drink two liters of piss or two liters of sweat? Kevin, you've oh, drank God. you've drank some gross stuff, Kevin. Yeah. And both of those are going to be very salty. <laughs> um, I'm going to go piss. For some reason, this is not as gross. Yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, here we go. This is a good one for Kevin. Would you rather pee every time you stand up or poop every time you sit down? Well, I already poop every time I sit down. <laughs> so I'll take that one. <laughs> Just All keep right. the status quo. Okay. Um, let's see Where here. did you find these? Uh, would you rather, and eh, that one's an easy one. Uh, oh, here, Kevin. Would you rather have finger-sized nipples or nipple-sized fingers? <laughs> <laughs> it would be very, very, very hard to go about your daily life 
if you had nipple fingers. <laughs> what if you, your nipples are really big? <laughs> can't hold a fork with nipple fingers. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think that's the next uh, Kevin Smith movie. I think the only thing that you would benefit is I imagine it would be very easy to turn the page if you're reading a book if you have nipple fingers. That's about it. You lick it like you do your finger to move the page. Oh, God. Yeah. They'd be like, Keep like, like a, frog fingers. Ice cube. Oh. Doink. Oh, it hard and then turn the page real quick. Well, it's not oh. that you have nipples for fingers. It's just the size of nipples, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. Oh, but still, I want to. And I what want, finger? Like the pinky? All of them. For your nipple? Oh, ooh, that's a good question. Your middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> your thumbs. <laughs> I have opposable nipples. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Um, yeah, not very effective when you flip somebody off with just no. a nipple. <laughs> oh, God. You can open a door with your nipples. Oh, man. What the fuck is wrong with people? Whew. All right. So before we, wow, before we leave, Kevin, uh, where can people find you and what can, uh, where can they find you? What are you going to be doing? Is there anything fun coming up that's going on? How do they find your Patreon? All that good stuff. Uh, we got a whole bunch of shit. Um, we're staying busy. So the Jason Ellis show podcast is available everywhere. All everywhere you get your podcast. It's on YouTube. Patreon is patreon.com slash Ellis and then my show is Mad Scientist Party Hour, and we keep it pretty SEO friendly. So the Patreon is patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so everybody make sure you go check that out. Thanks, uh, Kevin, again for stopping by, coming on, and uh, just talking about some really weird shit. I really appreciate it. Got it. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, that is today's episode number seven with Kevin. Just want to thank uh, my co-host, Amanda. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yay. Want to thank Black Label Audio and Video for producing. That is a very, very important job. Without him, we would sound stupid. I'd also like to thank, again, Kevin Kraft for stopping by. That was awesome. And, hey, Adam Haynes, thanks for having me on your podcast. Until next time, people. Balloon in the butt.